0: Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosini, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. Great to be
1: with you again, Dr. Paul.
0: Very good. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit today about privacy, which we have talked about for many, many years, uh, because that is the issue. You know, in a free society, you have a lot of privacy. And if you're living in a constitutional government that supposedly protects privacy, people would be peaceful and nobody would be worrying about who's spying on us and what the government is doing. But today is a different world, especially as we go through this uh, whole issue of privacy with, with uh, the lockdowns and COVID and, and the uh, vaccine passports. Uh, there's not much privacy there. Of course, the privacy had been attacked a long time before that. And I think one of the strongest motivations uh, for the attack on privacy by government is uh, making sure they collect all the revenue that they desire. And so they have to know what you're doing and what you're doing with your money. So today we wanna concentrate more on something that's been around. We've talked about it before. It has existed uh, throughout history. When governments mess up the money, Uh, You know, they're very, very stringent on correcting it by penalizing and punishing the people. Uh, So the one one thing they do uh, is penalize you if you uh, uh, disobey wage and price controls. But the other thing is, is they want you to be uh, recording everything. And today... Just about everything does get recorded. It goes through computers. It goes to the government. It goes to the IRS. And, uh, but the last bastion of, uh, of protection against that is if you want to walk in a store and you want to buy something and you just like to have privacy, nobody else needs to know what I'm buying. So you pull out a couple dollars, bills, a $100 bill, and you hand it, you know, to the clerk and uh, theoretically you know the bill is unmarked where they don't know where it came from and you had a private transaction it was a voluntary transaction but when push comes to shove uh, the effort is always you know to crack down i remember the first time this came up it was probably still in the 70s of course the economies were pretty rocky in the 70s and I had a debate with another physician I don't know how this debate was set up it was over the radio on a radio program and he was gun-ho uh, for uh, cracking down and having a cashless society and his whole argument I remember was then we can collect enough of the uh, uh, enough taxes you know sales taxes to run our government and uh and there's a lot of that but there are other reasons too for for uh cracking down uh you you know on privacy Uh, for instance in medicine a few years ago once again the government's involved in medicine which we certainly have found out with COVID. the government's involved they pay most of the bills so they have to know what's going on and yet the records became a, a problem because they were so public and uh they still are but they got worse so congress Took it, took it upon themselves, we'll settle this, we'll pass legislation that will guard against this. And call it, It's called the P- HIPAA law. Uh, but from the very beginning, I was skeptical of that. I'm more convinced than ever it does the opposite. It's one of those things that uh, we used to uh, talk about when I was in Congress. Look at the title first and believe, believe that the opposite is being done. So if the HIPAA law is being passed for privacy, it means all the records are gonna be sent to the government because they wanna know what you're doing and every, and there's a lot of manipulation on that. And now that they're starting to ration some sensible drugs that could be used for COVID, uh, believe me, there will be a lot of record keeping. So there's a lot of reasons why people would move toward a cashless society and uh, what I'm hoping for, but I hoped a couple of years ago that we'd never have a lockdown and look what happened. But right now, uh, this is a serious problem. We should contend with it and be ready to resist it. But it doesn't look like the ducks have lined up that next week we're going to have this happen. But still, Chris, I think it's worth discussing.
1: Yes, Dr. Paul. And just as vaccine passports are meant to control our movements and to keep injecting people with boosters, so is the war on cash meant to control what you purchase. Now, people today, amazingly, want to banish others who do not get a certain medical treatment from society. Can you imagine if all of your money was only digital and only on a government computer, could you imagine how that would be constantly used against you? I mean, I I laid out a little scenario that I'm gonna go through of, perhaps this is how the average American will think someday. You know, I'd like to go to the supermarket uh, today, but I really can't go anywhere because I didn't get my ninth booster shot yet. Booster number eight made me very sick, (laughs) so I'm a little slow in getting number nine, but if I wanna go out, You know, I'm considered unvaccinated now, I have to go get number nine. When I get to the supermarket, um, I'd like to get sweets, but you know, the government thinks I'm a little overweight. So my government digital wallet will not allow me to purchase sweets. And I can't really buy real meat today because you know, the climate emergency, but I am allowed to get this fake lab grown meat. So my digital uh, government money will allow me to buy these things. And I guess those other things that I don't want you know I just have to live without it that's part of being in this society now none of this crazy freak show stuff is inevitable it has to be accepted by people and if you look you know it's a good thing these vaccine mandates and passports there is massive resistance this is not going smoothly it's illogical it's not making any sense to people this is all for the good so we should never, you know, fear that this is inevitable and this prison is going to be clamped down on us. It has to be accepted, and uh, we are learning that voices do matter and it could totally be rejected.
0: You know, when the politicians get together and they want to put in a program that may be controversial, they have to think up a, re- a way of selling it to the public, and you sort of alluded to that, the people have to get around to accepting it. But, uh, how the government does it is with propaganda. So if they want you to accept some type of a welfare state uh, program uh, that's bound to fail, uh, they have to convince them that they're gonna get a good deal or get our kids uh, to accept the idea that uh, they can be drafted or sent off to fight a war that's totally unnecessary and very deadly, which we did in the Middle East and many other places uh, for, for a good many years. And uh, most of the time, the programs, uh, you know, benefit the rich over the poor. So the military industrial complex uh, benefits, uh, you know, from these perpetual wars. Uh, you know, the patriotic citizens and supporters of the war, uh, they, they, they lose out. But the, uh, the whole, whole thing is, is most of this type of activity, even the, uh, the basic monetary policy, we've talked about that a lot, how just the monetary system, is a vehicle for the destruction of the middle class they getting the inflation and the loss of jobs and the difficulties uh, with the system like that at the same time guess what you you end up with more trillionaires than ever before and i can't help but uh uh, you know frequently mention the fact that mises said that what we're doing here is uh you know, deliberately in a way, the policies are deliberately destroying the middle class. So the question that, that should be asked when they start talking about programs like this is who, who's benefiting from this? And sometimes it's very very difficult some of the crazy stuff doing with the lockdowns you think well that's going to hurt business look how many business people have been put out uh, out of business and and bankrupted and how many people have suffered the consequences of uh of the lockdown and the kids not getting educated and <clears throat> people committing <laughs> excuse me committing more suicide uh, th- th- this goes on. So somebody uh, suffers. But I, I, I have this question, you know, uh, if you're going to c- take the cash away, who who's likely to benefit from this? Uh, and it turns out that the people most dependent on are the people at the lower end. <laughs> Of the financial system, and uh, they're the ones who depend on it. Millions of people don't have bank accounts, and they will immediately be wiped out in that sense. So that uh, that's one that's one group that's going to suffer. At the same time, there are others—the people who want efficiencies and not messing around with dollar bills—and they have all kinds of excuses. Uh, and and their technology may be helping uh, protect them, and the wealthy can actually benefit from this. But there's another group that benefits, whether it's a lockdown in COVID or uh, you know eliminating cash, which would be very very chaotic, especially if the economic continues to erode. Uh, the people who benefit by this, whose goal it is, is to have economic chaos and social chaos, and I I strongly believe that there are those who. Be, believe in social uh you know cultural marxism that that is the goal to have it because that elicits more support people become you know more determined well the uh the, inf- the inflation problem is it and what we need is we need the government to print more money and run up more debt and send us more money you know that how uh, that's really the source the source of the problem and they they always go back to the same thing again and uh and and the people people suffer whether it's the inflation factor the COVID struggle or if you come along and say well we're going to solve this problem and we'll be able to collect more revenues so we can take care of the poor maybe we can clean up our inner cities they're such a mess we'll collect more money if we could just uh, collect all the taxes uh on all this all these uh uh, cash transfers so uh but but there's a, a lot of excuses but I think uh, what I want to do is urge you not to forget about the, what I consider the big one, and that is they're not worried about chaos in the street or somebody suffering and somebody else benefiting from it, and uh, that's that's part of the scheme that is in uh there's a lot of stupidity there that's true too but there's a lot of scheming in there on power structure and how they want to remake the world and have a new world order and uh that have the the true new world world order coming from the marxist viewpoint means you got to get rid of the old one and that's what they're trying to do and they believe this stuff and uh, they don't uh, they don't have uh, a conviction that truth can be determined and uh, that uh, uh, people suffering from the transition, they don't count. So that is what we face. So this is an effort, uh, it's, like I said, and uh, I, I Chris mentioned it as well, that, that uh, this is not coming the next day or two. But the thoughts are there. They've been around a long time and uh, wage and price control have been around a long time and they come and go in this country. So, uh, yes, it is something to be concerned about. And the only way I believe we can combat that is an understanding of what the system is doing, how it works and what is the proper role of government in a system that we want to be free and more prosperous. And that is, of course, for me, the voluntary society on all events, social and economics, and religious and sexual, everything has to be a voluntary action between two uh, people.
1: Chris. Yes, very good, Dr. Paul. And uh, yeah, there may be people that are thinking, what are you guys talking about? I could go to the ATM, I could get cash. What are you making up this war on cash? Well, you know, major actions on this are certainly waiting in the wings. Nobody today is going to go on TV not even Biden and say, that's it, no more cash. Uh, it'll most likely happen during a major financial crisis when there is fear. In the same way that nobody in 2019 said, you know, we're going to control your every movement unless you allow us to inject you. Nobody was going to say that then. But look what happened after two years of relentless fear. Now people are accepting uh this idea that your movements could be controlled based on the amount of big pharma needles that have been stuck in your body so that's how it works fear is used to herd people towards one solution and even though there may be a million solutions you're allowed one solution only the herd is directed one way so that's how it would i imagine happen with cash I would expect it to be during some kind of crazy financial crisis where people are scared. And then, uh, you know, bam, it gets taken off the bookshelf or taken off the shelf. And now we're going to steer people towards this one solution. So while it's not happening right now, it's important to understand right now. It's important to prepare right now to speak out to others. You know, do not allow government to control everybody's money in their computers, because that would be a total nightmare. And again, I have to bring it up, it can be resisted, just like the vaccine mandates and the passports. A firm no can put an end to all of this nonsense.
0: You know, they have ways to implement this without having it total and complete with one sweep of the hand uh they can do something incrementally and one thing i think they could do and they're capable of doing it is uh, penalize the people who are using cash not say you can't do it it's it's sort of like the government right now says we don't have any man man, any mandates we just uh, tell the (laughs) businessman if you don't do it we're going to punish you we're going to take away your benefits and that sort of thing so uh yes indirectly they can have the control because they are are powerful but uh what what the banks could do is uh anybody that wants to deal in cash and the small business people want to uh, the bank Banks might not ever start off with saying, no cash, has been a ban, just forget about it. They might say, well, you'll have to pay a, t- a tax on it. you have to pay us to take your money. You're putting in $100. You have to pay us a couple dollars to put it in the bank. And, of course, that eventually would have to be passed on to the consumer. So there would be you know, a tax on the use of cash.